This is no ordinary pod. No ordinary pod. I forgot to look up double time in another language, so dubla tempio. This Tempo. is no ordinary pod. No ordinary pod. <laughs> this is how you start a Sunday evening podcast, emergency podcast. It is 516, Sunday, July 7th, and we are here to record a podcast. Let's just get right to it. This is, I don't know how long this is going to go. We don't have an hour time limit for this. If it goes over an hour, then I'm going to be really hungry after this after the podcast if not then i'll be mildly hungry either way noah how are you doing on this sunday evening doing really well um woke up i went home for i went home friday night which is in st john's just south jacksonville and uh was there all day saturday hung out with the fam and then had to be at work at ten thirty this morning so got up at six drove over almost saw a ridiculous listen to what i saw on the interstate coming back i was driving in the left lane you know going 83 or so you know and then all of a sudden i see all these like clothes and like valuable items in the middle of the road and i'm like okay there's less of these in the right lane so i got into the right lane so i could go over the top of them and i drive probably another 100 150 yards in the car i assume it's the car that it fell off of I, I don't know if it was like a trash bag full of clothes or if it was like a suitcase or whatever, but that car was in the left lane going backwards. <laughs> what? Yeah, they were going backwards in reverse. And then all of a sudden I look in my mirror and I just see cars just spewing off left and right trying to avoid this car. So I watched probably a pretty big pile up happen on I-10. Oh, an accident came from it? I think so. I could. I can't. Oh, I can neither confirm nor deny, but I think so. But other than that, I got to leave work early because we got some pretty cloudy skies um, here in Tallahassee. So, um, yeah. How's everything going down <laughs> on your end? We got. We got. We got some of those too. We got. Uh, it's been cloudy and rainy all day, so perfect day. It's a perfect Sunday in my book. Um, but my sleep schedule is still all, still all over the place. Going to bed, falling asleep at 9 o'clock, waking up at 12.45. Every light in the house is on. I'm in my work clothes. I haven't showered. Then I have to make the decision. Do I want to be up for another hour? I don't want to deal with this in the morning. And it usually is deal with it in the morning. Which means I set an alarm at 5 o'clock in the morning. So then I'm up from 5 to 9 and then I sleep. It's just all over the place. And today is no different. Even on weekends, I'm just, I don't even remember what time I went to bed. don't remember what time I woke up. I've just been up for probably 12 hours, writing all day, and then now I get to talk to you. Very easily can run through this podcast because a lot of stuff happened. And Friday night around 4 a.m. Eastern time, Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers. And then 10, 15 minutes after that, Woj announced that the Clippers traded... I'll go look at all the picks in a second. Just the most impressive amount of first round picks most likely definitely in the nba probably the biggest overhaul in sports to the oklahoma city thunder oh along with shay Gillis alexander and danilo gallinari 
um, to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Paul George, giving a, the giving the Clippers Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and a lot of a lot of the key components back from a team last year that went. They were the seven seed. No, they were the eight seed. Took the Warriors six games. So, where do you want to start with this? No, there's a lot of different ways we can go. This we talk about all Clippers. We can talk to the Lakers. Talk about what this means for the whole NBA. I'm sure we'll get into all of it. But where do you want to start? Could go Russell Westbrook. I'll leave it to you. I just got one question to kind of kick us off, and I have an answer. I don't know if you'll have one off the top of your head. You said this might be the biggest trade in terms of like draft capital that we may have seen in sports. Yes. Can you think of anything that has ever anything any other trade that's been to this magnitude in any other sport? Because I have one that instantly comes to mind. Basketball. I know it's all sports, but basketball, the first thing that comes to mind is the Celtics Nets trade. But the Celtics didn't end up doing anything with that, really, besides a couple of conference finals appearances, which is kind of funny. And now, look, Brooklyn has KD and um, Kyrie. But the NFL, I'm trying to think. Was it the RG3 trade? No, that's up there, though. Okay, who are you thinking of? Wentz? Nope. Got to go farther back, bro. The 1999 fifth overall pick so that the Saints could get Ricky Williams. Was that Mc... That, that was the McNabb year, right? I, th- I think, think so. It, that sounds about right. But what... Are you talking about the Ricky Williams trade? Yeah, it was a first-round pick, third-round pick, fourth-round pick, pick, fifth-round pick, sixth-round pick, seventh-round pick, all in... 1999 plus the 2000s round pick for next year and the 2003rd round pick for the following year and that two th- that 2000 first round pick the following year was a second overall pick lavar Arrington from penn state i'm looking at it now wow and you know what's crazy is that if I read you the names, Cade McNown, Dwayne Bates, Nate St- uh, Stimson, Car- um, Kari Samuel, Desmond Clark, Billy Miller, LeVar Arrington, and Lloyd Harrison, which other have those names or Ricky, or Ricky Williams? Exactly. Which kind of means that whoever gets the star wins the trade regardless. Um, so, back to you. Where do you want to start? Before we get into this, Shout out to the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Bringing home the World Cup. Second in a row. Fourth overall. Very comfortable win today. VAR. Think, yeah. Clap. Hopefully you, the men can get the, the Gold Cup tonight. But even if they do win, it should not overshadow what the ladies have done. I think they've won 12 straight World Cup matches, which is crazy. Now, let's celebrate this. Have your parade in New York. And let's get the gold medal next year in 2020. We don't... Strive for greatness. That's what LeBron says. By the way, did you see the commercial? You probably didn't see the commercial after the game. It was a really no, cool, I have not. Really cool Nike commercial right after the game. Um, but I don't really have any deep analysis for for that. Sorry. So let's move on to Noah. Where do you want to start? Once again, <laughs> I want to start with how Kawhi signing with the Clippers. Changes or actually, you texted me about the what the Toronto Raptors offered and how that could have played out. So I kind of want to see 
what your thoughts are on Kawhi not going to the Raptors and going to the Clippers and and also do you know the trade difference trade offer differences between the Raptors in OKC and the Clippers in OKC? Let me double I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Let me double check real quick because I know to answer the Toronto aspect of not not the trade, but to an, to answer the why Kawhi did not go to Toronto. He told Nick Nurse that he just wanted to go home, that he did he did what he do what he could. He wanted to go home, and Nick Nurse, the head coach of Toronto Raptors, came forth and said, you know, you can't blame Kawhi for leaving for the Clippers. It's a great opportunity for him. It's home. It's just crosses a lot of boxes, checks a lot of boxes for him. The other. And then what they offered him, I think it was a package of Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and then like four or five unprotected um, first-round picks. And Toronto's like, nope. Cool with that, because if you look at Toronto's books, Gasol, Lowry, Ibaka, um, and Van Vliet are all on expiring contracts. So they could get like three, probably like two or three first-round picks at the end of the year. Which will give them more capital to build build their team around, build around Siak and build around an underbeat, depending depending on who would have been available for them, who is going to be available for them, and who's going to need cont- um, like a Gasol. And so, like Gasol came in and not turned the tide, but was a massive upgrade over Valachunas and was an instrumental part to them winning the title. So that that happened once. Maybe a team tries to get Gasol again. So the deal, the Thunder deal was the Clippers deal was better, and the Clippers had to do it because it's either we lose Kawhi to the Lakers and watch them become a dynasty that runs through the league, or we get rid of our future assets and draft pick allocation, get rid of um, SGA, get off of Gallinari, and say, okay, Kawhi and Paul George for this amount of capital is worth it in our eyes. And, I mean, that is, it was, I didn't want to see... Kawhi go to the Lakers. But now this really brings a lot of um, various two-headed monsters across the NBA. Um, it seems as if every star has a superstar at it, his side in most of the contending teams. And if there isn't like two stars, there's at least a star and then a lot of solid role players around. I'd say the only exception would be to this rule would be like the Jazz. Because I wouldn't say the Jazz have like a star player, but they have a bunch of solid... I mean, Donovan Mitchell, yes, but not to the level of where these other... Like where we have Paul George, James Harden, people of that nature. Um, so it's interesting to see like the balance that is starting to be created mm-hmm. in the NBA. So... My question to you is, how does this? Because we, you know, we chopped it up as if Kawhi was going to the Clippers. I want to say last week when we talked about it. This let me I look. Thought, this past week we talked about. I we we did the pod under the impression he was going to the to the Lakers, and then because that's what everyone was saying. I guess no one matters because it wasn't Woj reporting, and Woj kept saying Clippers are the favorite. So. Because I, I had, I'm not. I know we're not necessarily into big lists or anything or rankings, but we had 
Lakers, Jazz, Clips, Nugs, Golden State, OKC. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think we had the Clippers under, at, behind Utah under the assumption that they would just be getting Kawhi and not getting Paul George. But now I feel like it's it's just a two two arm. It's just in the West. The thing is that even in the West, the Lakers and Clippers have the two. They have like four of the six best players. However, you want to slice it up. But then, like you were saying, with dominant role players, Denver has a superstar in Jokic, and then a star, and then a bunch of blooming stars. Portland has a star backcourt. Houston, when they want to be, has a superstar and uh, aging star and, and perfect role players for them. You mentioned Utah. OKC's done. I'm just going through last year's standings as I go through this. Clippers have two super, two superstars. Lakers have two superstars. This is an exciting time in the West. And it's been competitive before, but it's always been, you know, it's going to be Golden State. Now, we can make case for a lot of teams last week. Now we can make a case for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams to come out of one conference alone. And how do you, how does this, because I'm assuming no one, we didn't talk about it on the pod. It didn't seem as if it was circulating in any NBA, Twitter, anything that Paul George was going to get shipped to the Clippers in a combo deal with Kawhi. Yeah, I think from what I've read is that Kawhi met with Paul George and said, hey, you forced your way to the Clippers. I'll sign there. Let's not go. Let's not go be buddy buddy with LeBron. Let's do our own thing. Let's let's go back home to where we're from and play, and bring a title to a fan base that has never come close to one, never been to a conference finals. So Paul George did that a couple, like a couple of days ago. I think I think a week ago he went to Oklahoma City. Him and his agent said, "Hey, we're, we're we want out. We want to get traded to the Clippers." And then that's when the the Oklahoma City offered that package of Russell Westbrook and Paul George for all those draft picks just to get off of cap space. And the interesting interesting thing then would have been would Kawhi have stayed in Toronto still? Because Toronto, would, cause Toronto would, have been, would have been making that deal under the without the assumption that – without the 100% foregone conclusion of Kawhi re-signing at Toronto. But it just turned out that he wanted to go home. He found someone. He wanted to go to the Clippers all along, so that information was right the whole season. It's just free and started drying up, and Jimmy Butler was gone, and there was no one really else out there for them to acquire. So then he turned to Paul George and said, Hey, Paul George, can you come here? I mean, who knows? Maybe this has all been in in just written in stone since the end of the playoffs. And Kawhi and Paul George have been texting, but – Player empowerment once again. The LeBron model came back to bite LeBron in the face. Not in the, to bite. You could tell it's a Sunday afternoon, Sunday Sunday night pod. Um, came back to came, <laughs> came back came back to bite him in the back. And LeBron. I mean, the thing is, LeBron can't complain. He has Anthony Davis. He has Boogie Cousins, who's now another year removed from the injuries, and maybe he can get to um, get back to as, as close to full strength as possible. They re-signed Danny Green. They signed Danny Green two years, twenty-eight million. Little, little too much for my taste, but he's a valuable role player. Contavious Caldwell Pope, Javale McGee, and Rajon Rondo are all back. You signed Jared Dudley, who can play three through five, small ball, 
good locker room guy. Troy Daniels, spot-up shooter. Jared Dudley's a shooter. My favorite guy, Alex Caruso. And you have Quinn Cook. And it, I kind of like the Lakers team, man. I, how are you feeling between the team I just read to you and then Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly, Mo Harkless, um, Lou Williams, Vika Zubak, Montrez Harrell, Ronnie McGruger, Jerome Robinson, Landry Shamit, and then hopefully to be um, Kevin Gelly and Terrence Mann. Like, which one of those two lineups are you leaning towards? I'm leaning towards the Clippers, actually, for the reason of the youth that Paul George and Kawhi have over LeBron, and, and primarily speaking. But the 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 teetering point for me, and it's something that I kind of I emphasize more so talking about NBA Finals preview and whatnot, was defense. Patrick Beverly is one of the nastiest defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. And having him being able to take... I know Golden State's not going to be obviously nearly as powerful as they once were, but having him being able to maybe chase Steph around and having him go one-on-one, but not having to be able to... Not having to worry about going on the flip end of the court and having to put up max numbers because you have Paul George and Kawhi. We were texting back and forth too yesterday about the Terrence Mann, Cabin Jelly combo that is going to be happening. And I think those two coming off the bench together is such a smart move because we were talking about that yesterday and I saw, I didn't watch any summer league, but I saw a highlight you're not, of... You're not missing much. I know. That's what I heard. But I saw a highlight of man ooping it to Cabin Jelly. And that just reminded me of like, oh, that's right. That's what those two... That's what Florida State basketball does best is run in transition and play great team off... FSU was at their best when they were playing team-oriented offensive basketball. That can be said for a lot of teams, but Florida State in particular. Mm-hmm. And being able to watch those two with NBA coaching and NBA spacing is going to be a lot of fun because Terrence Mann is a – he kind of reminds me – like I feel – tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like he has a very kind of similar playing style to Kyle Lowry. Not as good as a shooter, but he he thrives in like in like a chaotic – environment where everything's sped up but he's not sped he's sped up but he's never out of control and he's yeah. a hustler and he makes the right cuts right decisions like he plays the right way it looks erratic sometimes when he shots on he can drop score 25 points he doesn't look to do that often but he's just going to give you solid minutes he's going to make the right plays he's going to be where he's supposed to be and all that type of thing that's a great comparison although man is a couple inches taller and bigger but lowry plays a lot bigger than his size and i and just the fact that, you know, coming off the bench that they drafted NBA-ready players now. Kevin Gelly's an NBA-ready player now. Like, he can – I would like to see him playing over Zubak. He can play over Zubak in the playoffs. He can play later down the later down the line because Zubak's still going to start. And then Harrell's going to be coming off the bench as the big. Harrell can play with Kevin Gelly. Kevin Gelly can space the floor. They can do a lot of different things. That's a good defensive duo, too. I love those two together on the, like you said, coming off the bench. I love that team in general. 
but I think that, you know, as far as, you know, making up for lost time, you know, right when that deal, the Kawhi deal was announced, Lakers just signed a bunch of people really quickly. And LeBron, AD, spacing the floor with, with Kuzma and, you know, take your pick of KCP, Danny Green, Caruso, Cook, spreading, Troy Daniels spreading the floor. This is the most space LeBron will probably – let's be close to the most space LeBron's ever had to operate since he had Mike Miller and Rashard Lewis and, and Chris Bosh and Mario Chalmers with them. So that's going to help LeBron age a little bit better this year. And the fact that he has AD. AD is the youngest player in, in amongst the four between LeBron, Kawhi, PG, and AD. He's the youngest, and he's probably the second or third best defender – top three MVP, top three defensive player of the year. Like, I feel like some people, are not, I'm not saying you, I'm just like people are sleeping on how great Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is. And him now getting, him, the best player he's played with is Drew Holiday. He's now playing with LeBron, who's a step up. Anthony Davis is still in his prime. I think these two teams are going to be in the in meeting in the playoffs, and I hope it's not in a first-round scenario where one team takes takes more time off and stuff like that. And the other thing is, Kawhi has injury history. He's going to have to get load management. Paul George is missing the beginning of the season. Double shoulder surgery. How healthy are those two going to be? Do you trust those them two um, as a perfect transition to athletic training question? Do you trust Paul George and Kawhi Leonard being healthy in April, May, June versus LeBron Anthony Davis being healthy because you mentioned LeBron's age? So I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on that like who will be fresher and in better health than come playoff that's time that's kind of tough to say exactly who's going to be fresher cuz a lot there are just so many variables that go into it with load management how well each team's benches are playing um other kind of minute injuries and how they're handled between the uh sports medicine staffs but if i had to just take my best guess I would say LeBron and AD are going to be in better health than Paul George and Kawhi. Just because I just feel like LeBron's on a different level than the rest of the NBA in terms of being in tune with his body. And Anthony Davis is the youngest of the, of, of the four of them. That's just, kinda, that's just what I would go with. I think it's going to be close. And it's dependent upon like what small injuries come about because it's hard to go a full NBA season without getting hurt, even if you're on load management, whether it's an ankle here or there, um, a knee sprain of some sort, lower back injuries, things of that nature. So it's kind of it, – it's tough. That's a tough question to answer. Exactly. Yeah, not the, not the best question to ask. It's, that's, it's – I was just – it was just I'm just wondering because it's going to be attrition. It's all about – you know, a lot of the times about the healthiest team wins. And we can't predict the Achilles and the and the ACLs and stuff like that. But you know, lingering injuries. Paul George, he has a lot of a lot of injury history. Kawhi has quad issues, ankle issues, and LeBron just has the groin. Although he's lapped lapped everyone in minutes. And AD has nagging injuries that keep him out. But nagging injuries to AD means he's putting up 27, 12, and six instead of you know thirty, fourteen, and, and eight. So. I mean, you said Clippers. Are the Clippers... So you... 
out of the West, you're going with the Clippers. So very quickly, I already answered this. I think you're interested in the Clipper part too. Who do you have coming out of the West right now, and is the trade worth it for the Clippers? Trade is worth it for the Clippers because you're in L.A., and you're we're going – like the Lakers have been awful for years, as you know. So the fact – man, that's so obnoxious, man. <laughs> the fact that – you know LeBron's going to be selling tickets because now they have the he has the team that he, the teammates around that he wants. On a business standpoint, it's nice that the Clippers also are going to be able to sell tickets because they are going to have two awesome superstar duos. I'm, I don't think at this point right now I don't think I'm taking either of those teams to make the finals. Oh man, Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're fun. They're fun. They're, I dude, see, I, it's ugh. just like. That defense is going to be so nasty. And it's like, yeah, you can take the Golden State route and be like, all right, we're just going to try to score more points than you. But it's work smarter, not harder. We're just (laughs) going to prevent you from scoring points. And then we don't have to score that many. I am massively intrigued by Utah. I'm intrigued by Denver if Michael Porter Jr. gets healthy. and if That's huge. If Jamal Margaret can take the next step. Portland improved their wings, and they got Hassan Whiteside. I'm not saying that's an improvement, but, you know, Whiteside, Cantor, you know, sometimes you got to take risks. Um, Golden State, if Clay comes back earlier than expected, you still got Steph. You got D'Angelo. You got Draymond there. If they can stay afloat, they're a dangerous lower half seed team. I mean, there's just there's so many avenues to this West. But one team we know is not a title, title contender, and that's Oklahoma City Thunder. And they're, they've been trying to take, they've been trying to offload Steven Adams since before the draft. They want to get his bad contract off the books. Now they already started, they tried to trade Russell Westbrook, package him with Paul George. They want to go all in with the rebuild. So you should expect Russell Westbrook, who, whose team has already talked to the Sam Presti in their front office, expect Steven Adams. You can expect um, Danilo Gallinari to get immediately flipped. But this team has a war chest of draft picks. They have some exp- nice contracts. So the question is, I'm going to ask, I don't want to go too introspective of that because it's just a quick reaction pod. Where do you want to see Russell Westbrook end up? And Somewhere let's hope it's realistic. I want to see him go east. Okay. The, like, the, the room, sorry, I mean, the rumor teams are the Heat, the Pistons, and the Rockets. Those three have emerged as of now. Hmm, a reu- reuniting him with James Harden would be a lot of fun because I think James Harden might be able to appreciate. Russell Westbrook more now that he had to deal with Chris Paul. Because obviously Chris Paul and James Harden do not really get along. At least on the basketball court. It doesn't seem as if they mesh as well as they would have hoped. They look great in the State Farm commercials. They do. But... Oscar from The Office, too. Um, (laughs) 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 All right, so so just just, just interject real quick. So do you think Westbrook would be in... 
upgrade over Chris Paul. Yeah. You think, okay, so do you think one ball is enough for Russ and James Harden? I think so, yeah. I think they'd figure I think they could figure it out. So, cuz okay. I think James Harden if he's I think I don't think he trusted Chris Paul. I think he doubts Chris Paul's athleticism and doubts his ability to shine big in big games, but that's not that's like the anti- antithesis of Russell Westbrook. Like Russell he- Westbrook no, go ahead. Finish your thought. He messes up a lot, but his athleticism, pound for pound, is top two, top three in the NBA, if not number one. And, and just, just being mm-hmm. a pure athlete. Yes, he's got the knee injuries and health concerns are always an issue, but could James Harden try and play a, more, a closer role to what Clay Thompson does with Steph Curry. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't. Him in Houston, depending on what, like who, in that in that scenario, Oklahoma Houston has to offload Chris Paul right back. And do you, that comes. And if that's the case of Sam Presti, do you think the Westbrook asset or the Chris Paul asset or Chris Paul can net you more? And I'd have to think it's Westbrook. And I don't even know if either of them will net you a lot because I don't know what the market's going to be. He's making $47 million in four years, not next year or the year after, in the fourth season, the fourth and final deal season. So you have to have someone absorb that cap space and that wants to have a win-now philosophy and that aligns with the contracts of the, of the team, of the players on the team. Houston, unless they want to go forward with a Westbrook-Harden duo and like enjoying your philosophy of having two superstars, that's one that's one way to look at it. The other teams mentioned Pistons, I mean, that's in that's in trainer heaven if you're a trainer, you want to get work, you go to you go to Detroit, you go to and you get the work of Blake Griffin's knees and Russell Westbrook's knees and and now Derrick Rose's knees who's already signed who's signed there already, so that's another team. I like the Heat. The teams I want are the two Florida teams. I think the Heat with Jimmy Butler if they could they don't have any picks really to trade. They put together, you know, Justice Winslow, maybe not Bam, but Justice Winslow and, and a couple expiring deals, and you get Russell Westbrook, and then you have Westbrook-Butler. That's a nice duo, and they're two guys who just enjoy being, having fun. They have plenty of off-court interests. Miami's a great place to be. And then the other side of things is Orlando. And I wrote an article about this. Orlando has a gaping hole at point guard. Had it for years. Didn't, didn't solve it this offseason. But what they did solve this offseason is they not they their plan is out. They want to contend and make playoffs now. Made the sixth seed last year, first time since 2012 they made the playoffs. Made it this year, have an all-star. Double down, signed him, since signed Fusevich and Terrence Ross to four-year deals. Westbrook has four years left on his contract. So the fake trade I made is Evan Fournier, who has thir- um, do not Google him, who has three years, seventeen three years and seventeen million per year on his left on his deal. Markel Fultz, Mo Bamba, and a first round pick in twenty twenty one, top like twenty five protected, and if it doesn't ha- if that doesn't happen, it rolls over to twenty twenty two, top like three or five protected. So in this case, 
Westbrook gets his own team, a team that I think is maybe not as talented as the Thunder teams he's played on, but fits him better. There's better shooting. Vucevic is a lot better player than Steven Adams. You have young talent, Aaron Gordon, him running in the tra- in transition with Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac flanking him. That's great. DJ Augustine can, shoots over 45% from three on catch and shoot. Aaron Gordon shoots 36% on catch and shoot threes. A closing lineup of Westbrook, Terrence Ross, Isaac, Gordon, Vucevic, maybe even we'll go small through Isaac Gordon at the four and five. Bring um add Augustine there. There's a bunch of options. I mean, I think that's a I think that's a four seed in this year with Brooklyn struggling. We don't know what Boston's gonna do. Indiana's gonna be slow at the gates with injuries. If Westbrook went there, that could be a three seed. Oklahoma City's gonna trade Adams, get more cap space, get more assets back, if whatever they can. Mobamba's their future guy. So you have SGA, you have Mobamba, you build around there, and you get great draft picks, and you keep drafting well, which you've always done. Orlando gets Westbrook, Vucevic, and Terrence Ross on the same time span. When Vucevic, when those four years are done, you, you're about to be paying Jonathan Isaac, and Aaron Gordon's going to be read up halfway through his ideal. So you're essentially taking two people that you don't view highly, a first-round pick and an okay to solid wing getting your point guard and actually not becoming a finals contender but getting out of the first round you know Russell Westbrook can't get out of the first round Orlando Magic aren't going to get out of the first round but together teamwork makes the dream work Noah and they can get out of the first round together and be relevant do you I like that a lot I'm telling you man as I wrote it I'm like just do just 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 throw that out there if they ask for Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac, you just say no and you move on. But you throw that trade out there, you're giving OKC a first-round pick, something they're probably not going to get from a team outside of the Knicks because Westbrook, that contract's not worth a first-round pick. Orlando's giving you one of them, and Orlando's saying, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll fix the point guard problem down the road. I'm not worried about that right now. We have Westbrook, Ross, Vucevic, Gordon, and Jonathan Isaac as a a pretty crazy tall, long, athletic five that can shoot, that can play defense, two defensive pillars. I love it. So check that article out if you haven't. I have an off question when you were talking about the potentially going to Houston. I really like this magic. I would, that would be a lot of fun to see that transpire, but us talking about pretty much a CP3 Russell Westbrook swap poised this question for me. Will CP3 ever win a championship? Like, even if he is traded to a team that would value him and could use him, will he ever help lead the charge to a championship as, like, one of the top two players? I don't think so. I'd, uh, I just don't. I mean, the time his his time. I don't want to say his time is gone, but hold on, I'm trying to trade. You could trade straight up Westbrook for Chris Paul because they have the same exact contract. Um, I just looked up the trade machine. So, but where I mean, where do you see Chris Paul winning? If if it would not shock me if Houston just decides to run it back, because. I mean, they've been Golden State's biggest threat in the West the past two seasons. 
and now Golden State's hindered. So why wouldn't why wouldn't they just trust Houston? This is this is this is your one time. You run this back and then you trade everyone when the contracts are a little more favorable in terms of years. So I'm really I mean, it's a great question. Will he do it? I don't know. But if he's healthy for this season, if Houston's healthy, if every team's at full strength, hundred percent full strength in the West, you won't get you won't say a contender's name until I mean Houston or Denver. Who do, who are you favoring in a playoff series? Both teams are full strength. Oh man. I just don't trust Chris Paul. So I'd probably go Denver. Okay, so you go Denver. So then you have him five or six. Or will you go Golden State? How far are you pushing Houston down? Because I think it's the L.A. teams, Utah, and Houston in some jumbo of the top four. I know. I say that they're right at six, seven at worst. Okay. Um, I don't think that's where they'll – but that's the thing. Regular season, they're going to be better – they win games in the regular season. It's just when it comes down to crunch time. I don't trust Chris Paul in the playoffs. Because why would I? I mean, there's nothing. I don't think he doesn't, trust, he doesn't trust Chris Paul in the playoffs. Chris Paul doesn't trust Chris Paul in the playoffs. And, and James Harden's not really the best, the best either when it comes to the beacon of postseason success either. I mean, we've talked a lot of Rockets for the Rockets not being involved in anything. But back to Russell Westbrook. I'm glad you like the Magic I, the magic scenario I just laid out. The Heat would be fun as well. Um, I don't really see another team. I'm looking at all the teams in the NBA. And none of them really make sense. And that's an interesting place to be as a consensus top 15, consensus top 15, top 20 player. Three straight seasons averaging a triple-double. And the trade market is... We don't know what it is. And finding a logical solution that is not the Miami Heat or Orlando Magic is very difficult to find. And it sucks. There's no way around. I mean, no matter how you view Russ as a, as a with his antics and stuff in terms of getting the crowd, getting a crowd's face, celebrating all that stuff, his pettiness, you could say, he's a character. And he's a, the NBA needs more characters. And he's a showman. And he give, and he plays 100 110%, 110 miles an hour all the time. And to see him in this pickle, to see him get this, he's gonna have this stigma around him where people leave him. James Harden got traded. Kevin Durant, Paul, Kevin Durant opted to leave. Paul George, um, after having a big blowout last year with Nas coming in performing at a rap party, at a party for Paul George resigning in Oklahoma City, he must have got a little bit and like you know what. I want to cut this marriage short. I want to go back and live in L.A. full-time. Sorry, Russ. I'm out. And now Russ is sitting there like the Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air guy. Well, Will Smith looking around, seeing no one in the – all the furniture's gone. No one's there. It's just him. And it sucks that Russ has to go through that. I think whatever team he does end up with, assuming he does get shipped from OKC because that's the only thing that seems logical at this point – I think they're going to get the best version of Russell Westbrook we've seen. Mm -hmm. Because a pissed off coming for vengeance Russell Westbrook is the exact Russell Westbrook I want on my team. And I want him on my team because that team 
is like, oh, they believe in me. They actually want me here. All right, let's go destroy everyone else that didn't want me on their team. I feel like that's how his mental processing would work in that situation, especially if he went to a team where he makes them an instant kind of a top tier tier two team in the East with either the Heat or the Magic, arguably a tier one team by joining either of those teams. That's something I actually I was thinking. So tier one, I feel like, is very clearly Milwaukee-Philly. After that, Boston has some question marks. We got to see how Kemba and the young guys step up. Indiana, Oladipo is coming off a major injury. We'll see how they can react without losing Bohan. Um, Toronto just lost Kawhi, but I like. But Toronto will be good. Toronto will be really good. But then you're thinking of when you're thinking of matchups. The five, the five, the, the seven I mentioned. Alfred Camino's in there. The, six, the seven, eight players I mentioned on Orlando. That's a very good lineup. I think it goes those two, and then a same thing out west. There's a jumbo of. The Celtics, if they've reached their peak, the Magic, if they had Westbrook, the Heat, if they had Westbrook, would be all-time just pettiness between but with Butler and Westbrook. There's just it's it's just, it just would add to the more parity throughout this whole NBA, and this is what Adam Silver envisioned: smart smart um, teams, smart ownership, smart front offices, making intelligent decisions that help them now and better them in the future. And and the rewarding organizations because the Nick besides the Lakers because the Lakers are always a dumpster fire and they always seem to get anyone they want for the most part except Kawhi, but they got LeBron and they got Anthony Davis that's it's pretty solid in my eyes. Um, but the Knicks are still a dump. Brooklyn, same exact city, doesn't tank. They had no reason to tank, but they don't tank. They build with the with a coach and a front office, seamlessly working together for one common goal. Same thing happened with the Clippers. Starts up top, and now the Clippers and Nets were awarded with the top teams and with the top free agent talents, top free agent classes, and anyone can win the title. And that is an awesome thing to have in the NBA. I'm really excited. I don't know. Is there anything else? I mean, I think we're good. I mean, do you have anything else to talk about the NBA or sports in general? I mean, right now we're running forty-two. You're doing a we're doing a production meeting mid mid podcast. We're at forty-two forty. We have seventeen minutes left to do, but I don't I don't want to force anything. We if we can re, just re-record a whole thing for later in the week on Saturday for Saturday. But this this will be out tomorrow tonight on July seventh. So yeah, I don't. I mean, in terms of NBA, I don't really think. Who do you have coming out of the West right now? The Lake? Are you still taking Lakers? I guess that's really the only last question I have. If I had to predict the finals right now, I'd go Lakers, Bucks, or Lakers seventy. You can't go or it's one. Lakers seventy sixers. Jazz Sixers. Interesting. Uh, and we really and would I really bet against Giannis? Probably. Probably. Mm. Jazz Bucks, Giannis after a year of getting Ka- of Kawhi taking it to him, yeah, I'll take I'll take a seasoned Giannis over a unproven Sixers team. Your your 
NBA Finals that you just predicted is literally my pipe dream that I've been trying to will into existence for about six years now. Jazz Bucks. I think the NBA would be happy with the Milwaukee side of things, not the Utah side of things. But on the other side of things, if they were to get Lakers-Philly with LeBron and AD versus um, Joel Embiid, I think the NBA would be doing backflips. Either way, I think we're in the clear. I think Westbrook's the final basketball thing we talk about, and then it's Football season. It's finally time. Indeed it is. And, you know, Noah, thank you for coming in, coming to the pod. On oh, we didn't even say beginning the uh, Radio St. Pete Network, so we'll figure that out. Once again, is production this, as we go. Is this going up on Radio St. Pete? There's a good chance it will. I mean, if, unless we we find some. I mean, we can always find something to record about for an hour. But if not, um, <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming. I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm losing. I have, I have to cook after this too. Um, thanks for coming in and talking, man. Always, always good time. We're closing up one sports chapter of the wild 2018-2019 NBA season plus its aftermath of free agency. But out with the old, in with the new. College football will be here before we know it. Your local high school football will be here before you know it. NFL season and preseason will be here before you know it. And fantasy football as well will be here before you know it. So... I'm looking forward to it. That's an extreme understatement, but I'm looking forward to it. And we'll have it all covered for you on here. We're going to try to go every angle possible to cover every angle of college football, NFL, NFL, fantasy, parlay. We I plan on making some money. This this um even more money than I usually do in fantasy. Plan on making a little more money with the uh the old college football stuff. No, thanks thanks for coming again as usual. That's Noah. I am Michael Duggar. We are your host of the Nornary Pod on the Radio St. Network. And thanks for listening.